Shalom and welcome everybody uh, back to the upper room. Uh, thanks again for joining us. Um, just before we get into uh, today's conversation, uh, just a reminder to all our listeners, all our viewers online, um, thanks for join us, joining us again. Uh, just a reminder that the upper room is a, is a space in which we can uh, get into biblical topics. It's a safe space to, to share, to grow, to investigate and um, yeah, just to just to get into it in an open open environment. Um, if you do want to know what the Almond House stands on in terms of our, our ministry and our creed, I recommend you head over to the uh, to the website. There you will see where we stand on all biblical uh, topics and fundamentals of our faith. But here in the upper room, it's about exploring, uh, sharing with each other where we are in our walk where we are in our understanding and uh, not being afraid to, to walk that through as, uh, as brothers and sisters. So uh, it's a pleasure to be able to do that. And it's a pleasure uh, this week to be joined by my good brothers, Joseph and uh, our, our dear, dear brother, Curtis. Welcome to the upper room, gents. How are we? Shalom. Thank you. Yeah. So, um, Again, within our fellowship, we have many conversations outside of our meetings. And uh, to be honest, I like to open up the upper room to anybody that has a, uh, a pertinent uh, subject on their heart, something that they'd like to share. And uh, what better environment it is to, to yeah, to, to do that and to hopefully bless others with that. So um, I'm going to hand it over to my brother, Curtis. And uh, yeah, just... Um, if you wouldn't mind just giving me a little insight in terms of what it is that you've got on your heart to share with us, uh, what led you to, uh, what you'd like to discuss, and uh, yeah, we'll, we'll go from there, bro. Okay, so I think we um, basically live in a time of doubt. Um, there is obviously a big black cloud over the world, but with every storm, it always uh, breaks, and the sun does always shine through. Hallelujah. Um, so darkness is not always there. Um, I think the issue we got is many people are finding it hard to find truth, but the way the world is set up at the moment, it's foiled with false truths, um, for whatever agenda it is. So I'm just going to try and basically give the proof um, of God, basically, to prove that God is actually real, um, and link things that people have seen, uh, things people have done. Um, and also a lot of science basis as well. Amazing, hallelujah! Um, I, I love any form of apologetics. Uh, any any opportunity that we get to uh, expound on our faith and to explain certain uh, elements is is a beautiful thing. Uh, as you say, we're in a time of uh, revealing of truth. Uh, we know that Yeshua is the way, the truth, and the life, and no one comes to the Father except through Him. And so, uh, with that being said, we know that. Uh, there are, uh, I think we had the uh, subject last week uh, where we got into the many different deceits and lies of the world. So it's good to get into, uh, get, good to get into these realms. So um, yeah, looking forward to that. Joe, um, yeah, how are you feeling about that? Yeah, let's get into it, brother. I'm excited to hear my brother Curtis. We met uh, a long time ago. Uh, the Lord brought us, we crossed paths Um when we were both really on our new age walk and Curtis and I um 
we 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 were like new age hippies and truth seekers. We were we were doing the the, the woke scene way before anyone was yeah. even woke. <laughs> yeah, and uh, we were discussing things that would like literally. Yeah, you, you'd probably get sectioned. Well, anyway, <laughs> we we are now I've, as we've decoded through a lot of stuff and with the lens of Yeshua, and with the uh, with the Ruach Hakadosh that leads us into all truth. You know, I just wanted to um, commend Curtis for a lot of things that you know are only just coming out really now. Uh, my mum was discussing these a long, long time ago. Um, so yeah, I'm interested to see what you brought tonight, bro, and uh, looking forward to to the conversation. Yeah. Amazing. Um, yeah, let's get into it. Let's let's uh, let's go whenever you're ready, Curtis. So obviously, it's a very very big subject, um, and you can't get everything done in the space of you know the time we got given. Yeah. Um, and obviously, the Bible is a humongous book, um, and there's a lot more to it than people actually think. It's not just um, a written word, a written book. There's actually codes that exist within the Bible, um, and there are ways of talking. So if you go back to the old Hebrew language, um, which it originally was written, the words would have meaning. So English language is very sort of melatonin. Obviously, scouses and stuff have a bit more you know, <laughs> um, emphasis, and same with the Irish and stuff, you know, where... They give a lot more to the language than um, a lot of us do. But these older languages, they use more more sounds and dialects to s- speak the words. So the words have a lot more power than what they do now. Mm-hmm. Um, so we have lost a little bit of that power over the times. Um, so we need to go back. We need to come back to the present. And we need to go forward as well in order to see what we really are being told here. Amazing. Um, yeah, straight out of the mouthpiece of our dear brother, Tommy. Uh, a major um, uh, lover of the Hebraic language and the power that resides within it. So, um, yeah, I'm looking forward to, to what you're bringing to the table. Babe. Yeah, I'd also like to note on that as well, like a lot of darkness even behind the the tongue that we even speak. Um, there's a lot of curse and curse of abbreviations and even in the English language even though it's very rich and it's right down to the user and the intent of the heart mm. but throughout our generations they've snuck in certain words and we can almost vow ourselves into things unknowingly just by w- what we say and how we say it remember Hasatan is a legalist in terms of he has to oh obey certain things and wants you in a clause and wants you in a contract that you've put on yourself because we've all been given free will but if you just take a sentence you know the start the average person you w- awake in the morning to go to your job to earn a living and at the weekend you get your wage well awake is a ritual for the dead the morning is what you do when you're at awake you go to your job, J-O-B. Job was the one who suffered and afflicted. You earn a living. Well, an earn is what ashes go in. Mm. At the end of the week, you get your wage, which is your withstanding age at the weekend. Because mm. you get the weekend of the deal because you're working five days and you only get two days off. Yeah, I mean, yeah. it's it's just shocker. You can go on and on and on and do this all the time. Even greeting people with hello. You know, hello. Mm. We want to be greeting people with shalom, mm. the authority to destroy that what is attached to chaos. Yeah. 
And we want to get back to the native roots in the Hebraic way because that was the tongue of the master. So that's where we want to be with it. Um, uh, and I think you've got a, a double barrel uh, element with the English language. Like I'm, I love, I love English. Don't get me wrong. Like I love the language itself. I think there's much beauty and understanding to be gained and, and gleaned from it. Like uh, I just, I do, I do find it a beautiful language. But it is somewhat restricted in in context of of what the scriptures have to offer in terms of its history and the depth and everything else. I think you make an interesting point there, Joy, in terms of the, the language itself and the words and the spelling, the casting of spells within the language. Uh, and when you compare that to the, the, the phonetic, the sound of the Hebraic, I think it's the, the, the combination of the actual sounds of the words themselves have a, a power to them as well. Yeah, totally. um, yeah which I, I just think, uh, again... L- it's uh, uh, life is in the is in the tongue, isn't it? It's, it's a matter of life and death spoken within the tongue. So uh, when we get back to our roots, to our to our ancient uh, to the ancient past, there's there's so much life and uh, yeah, vitality in that. I think the English language is just just very sort of we put sentences for one word, you know, yeah. like Bereshit, obviously in the beginning, um, you know, it's a sentence, but in Hebrew, it's one word. But the word can be broken up for lots of different meanings, which is, I think, is powerful. Really so powerful. that emphasis within the pronunciation itself does that lend to like a message within a text? Would you say so? Do you know what I mean? Like, uh, well, it's like we live in the era where um, everyone's on their phones, you and they send a text message, and you can read a text message, for example, and get the complete wrong end of the stick from what someone's saying. Whereas mm. when you're present with them. Because of how they say say this certain words, you know that they're not getting at you. Basically, yeah. You know, um, but that even with the, it, you've seen the deconstruction and the denigration of the English language to to almost like uh, it it it's it's not. I mean, we're not talking about like trying to revive Shakespeare here, but when it comes to like proper grammar, mm-hmm. sentencing, uh, sentences, uh, pronunciation, uh, like you said in in this kind of new speak. It's and it's become oh, more acceptable so. because it's being supported by technology to not have to learn and to actually, uh, yeah, develop a vocabulary and an understanding of that language. So, yeah. like you said, an already frail uh, language is language is frail. already get, getting more frail. Yeah, uh, yeah, dodgy ground. Yeah, and you know uh, there, there are people that learn the English language and they come over to the UK and basically have a problem having holding a conversation with some people because of all the slang. You know, we call it slang but the slang is actually getting a lot worse, a lot more muddy, you know, so we are losing even the emphasis of English. Um, so if you think over the thousands of years since Hebrew, you know, we've, we've lost a lot of meaning, a lot of emphasis and um, a lot of feeling with the words that were created. And the words were art as well. They yeah. Were, you know, they weren't just written, you know, they were more like a picture where you could see something with, you know, with them. So, so while you're um, while you're bringing up the English language, I, I think predominantly I'm thinking of like the Queen's English. But at the top, you mentioned Scouse, mm. and that immediately takes me to regional uh, accents, dialects, yeah. languages, which I think might be somewhat closer to what you mentioned there about the Hebraic. Whether it is well, they're more passionate, um, I think. You know, uh, Scouses and Irish are very sort of spiritual um, beings, basically, and they use a lot more emphasis in the way they speak. Um, so which is interesting because I yeah. think actually the Welsh, I know, I mean, 
banding them together. Apparently, the Welsh language phonetically is the closest language to Hebrew in terms oh, really? of the sound of it okay, in, in the world. So I think it's interesting that we've got such a, um, a mixture of accents and dialects, particularly in this region on the Wirral, yeah. where we've got Wales on one side, Scotland at the top, Ireland and, and Liverpool. I don't think it's any uh, uh, coincidence that there are almost elements of the Scouse accent that kind of remind me of the Hebraic, like, ach, you know, yeah, that yeah. guttural oomph. Yeah. which can be quite actually, um, to, a, to a southern fairy like myself, it can actually like be a bit like, well. oh, yeah. flip neck, but, you know, you get used to it. No, and yeah, I think you come to love it as well, really. Yeah. Um, it's, it's beautiful when people put a bit more passion into the way they speak. So, Joe, as well uh, uh, as you, Curtis, um, how do you feel like the Hebraic, con- not, even, not even just the context of the scriptural um, understanding, but... How, how is he the Hebraic sound and 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 uh, how has that d- developed to you in terms of your relationship with Yar and 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 understanding the word more? Like how has it opened it? How, how has it opened up for you a bit more in terms of that? Yeah, it's literally another language, isn't it? <laughs> it's literally another yeah. language. Uh, it's vast. It's really vast. Um, it's it's new levels and it takes you to new depths of scripture. And as Curtis said. It's an art form. It's pictographic. Um, and also, I do believe, you know, there's great power in, in, in knowing uh, the true name, the yod hey vav hey, um, and speaking um, of our Mashiach as is in, his, in his true name, as Yeshua. And I have no problem with Jesus Christ. For a long time, when I had sleep paralysis and demonic attacks, I would use the name Jesus Christ and it would, cease um, all darkness from attacking me and I know there's great power in that but now that I know him and I know his, the fullness of his I'm getting to know the fullness of his character <laughs> mm. I know that that, that is the, uh, the true name so I go with that um, and I understand that there's transliterations so in Spain I might be Jose Josef uh, here I'm Joseph or Joe so I know that we transliterate, and I know that ultimately it's down to the heart, and we want to speak about the guy who died upon the cross and the atonement sacrifice for our sin. You know, we read in the scripture that above the cross, it was in Hebrew, it was in Greek, you know, it was in Ar- Aramaic. We know that he had different translations above the above his above his cruci- cross on the on the on on Calvary, and that's found in John, in the book of John. So. I've always reverted to that for anyone who wants to be getting sacred name on the mat. And it's like, look, mm. that name was present there at the crucifix. We know we're speaking about the same guy. It's the character that that matters. But now that I know him, I know that he likes to be called by that. And, and that's what I go with, you know, because that's his true name. And I think there's great revelation in knowing his name because a name is indicative of character in the Hebrew thought. So his name is his character and it is his covenant. So mm. attached with Yahweh is... Is the fullness of the Torah and attached with Yeshua is is more than just a, a Greco-Roman um, fake that we've been sold. It, it, it's it's he's a he's a he's a Hebrew Israelite of the tribe of Judah. Hallelujah! And that's what we wanna we want we wanna characterize uh, the embo- the fullness of the embodiment of his of his sem- of his Semitic profile. Yeah, and um, 
you know, I, uh, again, I, I love the Hebraic uh, element of, of the faith. It opened up so many doors for me personally. Uh, and somebody who loves languages as well, I, I, there's a beauty to, to the way it looks, the way it sounds, whether it's the paleo or the modern. Uh, I get all that. But if we take it back to Babel and the spreading of the nations uh, and the division of the, of the tongue, um, I, I think for me, the fact that the gospel message, the Torah can be understood and that Yeshua is prevalent to so many nations through so many tongues, I think actually highlights God's providence and his genius to be able to orchestrate such a vast network of tongues and understanding, but yet have the same message, have the same character shine through. Of course, we take it back to the Hebrew, and and, and that's the original language all day, all day. Mm. But at the same time, let's not throw the baby out of the bathwater because... Languages are beautiful. Speak to Tommy. He'll tell you about the Italian, the Spanish, and mm. they all have characteristics. They all have uh, such value and, and, and beauty. And history as and, well. And history as well. So uh, just uh, I'll get off my soapbox. No, I think <laughs> it's right that you say that disclaimer, brother, because look, we don't shut up shop and go mute and say, well, I'm going to just stop speaking English. No, we use it to glorify God. And even though it may have may, maybe riddled and all sorts of stuff, we, 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 we try and... We try and uh, filter all that stuff out and, you know, uh, walk away from all, all the curse of, and focus focus on how we can poetically speak about the Lord. We can emphasize great things using our tongue and give him all the glory. And though the languages were, were, were scattered and divided at Babylon, um, they've been brought back together in unison through Messiah and, and Yeshua, he, he takes that curse away. And though we may be speaking a different language to someone in China, Japan, Asia, you know, Greece, uh, anywhere in the world, Spain. Ultimately, when we're speaking about the man on the cross, <coughs> we're speaking one language, and and Shavuot is we see we see that being fulfilled, don't we? We're all we're all going to be on one tongue of one tongue, and we we read that in Revelations as well. So it's great to see that because that's just total confirmation that we're walking. Um, on the right path because it's just confirming our faith. It's just confirming our faith. Yeah, yeah. love that. Um, now, if you uh, if you're led, I'd always recommend going back to uh, I think it's Joe's uh, Bereshit Torah portion of last year. Um, uh, Bereshit in the beginning, and it's amazing because you've got the whole gospel message in the first sentence. Uh, it, it, it's incredible. Um, with that being said, uh, I see Genesis chapter one opened up in front of me there, Curtis. Um, yeah. If you wouldn't mind, yeah, uh, yeah, you mentioned about um, uh, before the show um, a lot of what you wanted to share w- would be in and around Genesis in the beginning, yeah. bear a sheet. Um, so yeah, fill your boots. So as in the beginning, so in the end, so in the end, as in the beginning, it's all a circle of continuousness. So everything is always just constantly flowing, a bit like a river, and then it meets the sea, but the sea still flows. It can still travel from one side to another side. Everything is moving. Everything is vibrating. So in the beginning, God created the heaven and the earth, and the earth was without form, and void, and darkness was upon the face of the deep. And the Spirit of God moved upon the face of the waters. And God said... Let there be light. Now, God said, God said, you have to take this, 
you have to look at it. You can't just read it and go and just go past. We're we're into a few sentences here, and there's all like something amazing has just happened, and it's got so so much depth, and people just read through it. Oh yeah, you know, and God created and all this sort of stuff. No, God said. So so what what is the vocal cords doing? It's vibrating sound. It's creating a frequency, and there's been many sort of science tests um, where they can put frequency onto a plate that's basically got sand on it, and they can put different frequencies, and it creates different shapes. Cymatics, I believe. Cymatics it is, yeah. So frequency is so, so important, Um, and Nikola Tesla said, if you want to um, understand the universe, think of energy, frequency, and vibration. Now, um, Nikola Tesla um, was born to a pastor. Um, he was bo- um, brought up in extreme uh, religious faith, and he believed in Yah. Okay. Um, and he is a scientist that has been almost written out of history. Now, the reason we have electricity nowadays is because of that man. So... When Edison was around inventing the light bulb, and Edison basically, you know, stated that you don't invent something, you basically just do something a thousand times until you get it right, you know. Mm. Um, But he'd have a power station at the end of every single street. So you talk about all the pollution and stuff that's going on nowadays. Imagine the pollution back then. Mm. The streets would have been absolutely smog ridden, you know. And Nikola Tesla. Um, invented alternating current and his first power station was basically by Niagara Falls and it powered New York. Now if you look on a map and see the distance that that's travelled, obviously they go through pylons and everything and the circuit is continuous, like like I just told you about the frequency being continuous, like a river going to the sea and the sea like, like moving from place to place and it gets evaporated and then it basically rains down into the mountains, comes back down. It's all it's all a cycle, rounds, 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 rounds. Yeah. Well, that's exactly what um, the alternating current does. It goes round. It's never lost. It just goes round and around. So it comes out of the power station, but it goes back to the power station as well, believe it or not. And if you actually look at um, a power station, you'll see the pylons mm-hmm. going back around. Mm-hmm. Okay. And also, um, because we live um, within a firmament, which I'll touch upon uh, properly in a minute, a lot of this energy is kept within. So these pylons can actually pick up energy and actually grow more energy. So um, in some cases, they can have more energy going back to the power station than what they put out in the first place. Right. So then you're asking the question of where's that power really coming from? Are they really generating it or is it self-generated? You know. And there are a few um, people that have spoken about this. Um, it's difficult to obviously things in, in regards to that sort of thing but um, Tesla did um, eventually go to sort of wireless energy and that's when he was bankrupted Okay, um, and that's where he got energy from the ionosphere which is basically just electricity in the sky and he just found a way of um, getting it so you'd have to like so, so sorry, the, the ionosphere uh, um, you're taking me back to GCSE like science I'm thinking like ions, positive and negative well, ions. Like, is that where exactly it's an that. environment where things are charged? Exactly that. Okay, right. So it's in, you know, it's basically in the sky. We're told it's um, comes from the sun and then hits a the magnetic field and then basically got this ionosphere cre- uh, created. 
Um, it's not so much that actually. Um, so yeah, so things always go around in a cycle. So so going back to to, to Yar's words, and God said, "Let there be light." So He spoke the light into existence. Now, obviously, that's a frequency that He's just basically done there. Obviously, there's an energy behind it, mm. but it's a frequency. Now, when you look at like raw electricity, mm. it's like a light, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. Well, you can create create light from it, but if you actually look at like lightning when it comes down, it's it's it's, it's bright, it's light. So, light is a is a form of frequency. So, uh, so it all coincides with each other. So the, you you're probably going to be doing a, a a little bit of dumbing down throughout this conversation for myself. Um, so. Light is a sound. Light could be perceived as a sound or a vibration frequency. Yeah, so um, on simple terms, if you get a guitar string, so you've got to get a guitar, and then you basically hit that guitar string. That's your energy when you're hitting it. Right. Um, and then that guitar string will vibrate, and then what you hear um, or your brain interprets to hear is a frequency. Right, okay. So then there's your energy, vibration, and frequency. And how does that relate to the light element? Um, because obviously, he comes out like like with with the you know the frequency, right? And it can it can create basically light, and you know, okay, it creates the energy. Well, I mean, uh, I always I always say the same thing: you test things by the word of God. At the end of the day, and if, if the word of God says that He spoke uh, light and He spoke life into existence, then then I'll go with that. And if science just so happens to um, confirm that then good well, on you science but that's what the word says so that's old science old science not this uh not this uh tesla um it's, it's not it's not for the uh bigwigs basically is this re- renewable well, free energy source is it well so basically now um what we've been taught through um our brainwashing schools and stuff is that um you have to sort of basically you know do something in order to create that energy. Mm-hmm. So, like, if you burn off coal and you, and you heat um, water, which creates steam, and then it, and then it basically pack, like, hits a turbine, which is then converted into electricity. Yeah. Or or whatever power source you're going to use to do it. It's why it's why you've got wind farms and stuff, and, and and they're obviously taking the energy from the wind. And the, these are all legitimate sources of energy in their own right. Yeah. Oh, of course they are. Yeah, yeah. 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 So um, you know, and they do cause power, but there is energy everywhere. Um. You just need to know how to obtain it. Okay. I mean, I, I sometimes think of... Um, and I'm not saying I know how to obtain it. No, no, because no. I, but there might be some out there that, that, that do. And chances are, if anything is out there that can, is it going to be offered to the masses? Is, is it part of the agenda? I often think of, um, you know, compare this this plane to, to almost a battery in itself. So you have the positive and negative charge, that being the sun and the moon. Mm-hmm. You've got the current that comes through the water and the sea. Which is which then creates the charge. So it's almost as if we're kind of sitting in a massive battery, uh, for want of a better description. Only if it's enclosed. Ooh, ooh, ooh. Okay. Because otherwise, it it will leak into space, wouldn't it? Into the vacuum. Into the vacuum. Into the infinite vacuum of doom of nothing expanding. Mm-hmm. Right. Okay. So, yeah, like you said, it's all contained, um, and it is contained. Joe, do you want to add anything to? I'm just listening. I'm just thinking about how we also are receiver transmitters. So we, re- we receive energy and we transmit energy. 
and even the greatest so-called physicists of the world, Einstein, all all in agreement that energy can never be so-called destroyed. It's just transferred, transformed. transformed. So yeah, just just thinking about them things, just like in how you brought the the idea of the the battery in the microcosmic temple of the Most High. It is energized. This place is energized, <coughs> and the Lord energized it. Um, and w- we are all part of this electric universe, so to speak. And the Lord has brought it forth with speech, with frequency, and we are all being held together by the Word of God. Yeah, so Hallelujah! And then, with with from a physical element. You know, being electromagnetic beings with what? How much? How much water? What are we like eighty percent water or something? Mm. Like that. <laughs> We're also sixteen percent carbon. Okay. And they're going for carbon zero. You know, people just don't seem to think anymore. And people argue and go, "Oh no, it's not about that." You know. Well, it sort of is. You know. Well, we actually um, uh, we spoke previously about uh, this. Uh, climate change narrative and agenda which uh arguably is is a religion it's becoming or has become a religion of itself it has it has priests it has uh it has places to go to and it has a a theology it takes a faith yeah. to actually believe in this stuff so um yeah for for, for my money uh it, it it's it's coming away from creation even further and it's actually uh, i feel like it's feeding into man's arrogance to suggest that we have a hand uh in these uh, in these elements and joe so rightly uh stated previously how the the weather and all of our environments actually comes back down to sin and our obedience to yah and his judgment on lands etc so yeah uh, I, like you say i think it's a uh, coming away further from creation and from the pragmatic attitude to to the reality of it which is exactly how they want it so we live in an organic world everything everything's alive you know everything is alive um, everything has a frequency. Even this table um, has a frequency. Mm. Um, and Tesla actually found um, the frequency of a hotel in New York and nearly brought the whole hotel down because he found the right frequency and it's almost like an earthquake bringing it down. Right, okay. Um, so every single thing has a frequency. And if you match that frequency, then you, you can destroy it, hence the walls of Jericho. Right. It, because they matched the frequency of the walls and brought the walls down. So, um, yeah, there's a lot of power in it, but it seems that the way they want it to go um, is to an inorganic world. Okay. And the inorganic world is, is obviously what it says on the tin. You know, it's uh, very matrixy, you know. Um, nothing's alive, you know, that sort of thing. So, something to look out for. Yeah, yeah. Uh uh, I mean, which which direction do you go in terms of that inorganic element? Because even when it comes to, uh, you know, food and the way in which we uh, we eat certain foods, and the way it seems as though like alternatives are more Frankenstein than what the original template is. Now, don't get me wrong. If 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 you're vegetarian, if you're vegan, like fill your boots. It doesn't bother me. Uh, that's fine. Personally, don't use scripture to justify it, but that's another, that's a whole different area. Yeah. But personally speaking, if that's your conviction, I've got the utmost respect for that. What I don't really condone or what I don't, what I'm not into is seeing these soy, the, the, these these alternatives that aren't food, bro. They're, it's not organic. It's not real. They call it dead food, don't they? I don't know, do they? 
I mean, I wouldn't touch it. Frankenfood, bro. Frankenfood. 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 That will flat you, flatten your vibration, mate. No, yeah, it's genuine because what we put into our body, of course. I mean, this is all data, isn't it? It's like software. So, you know, if you're putting like dead, dead frequencies, dead, dead food into your body, f- flat frequency, distorted frequency, you know, it's gonna change the the computer, isn't it? Mm. It's gonna affect the software. So, of course, you know, um, the things that we eat and 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 what we eat matters. You know, it does matter. And even. Um with, with growing the food, there was a scientist that basically um, made like an airtight container and he actually fed uh, these orange plants um, a lot more carbon dioxide. And, you know, obviously we've got a carbon crisis and all this sort of stuff. And he and he was coming out with oranges the size of footballs mm. because they, you know, they take in carbon and then release oxygen. We take in carbon, but we also take in oxygen. So we need what's coming off those plants. So, so, so if you're getting to carbon zero, then does it get to a point where these plants start suffering, start dying? Because clearly, if, if we take it back to the promised land, when they're bringing back grapes the size of, you know, like even further back, we go to the garden. It's like clearly in the fall of man, in this fallen state, something's happened to the environment. Something has mm. def- clearly happened to uh, these variables that would produce our food and, and our livelihoods. Um, you mentioned there about they, and um, we could <laughs> spend an hour just on who they are. But when you say they are trying to make the world uh, more unorganic, yeah, what, what elements do you see that holistically? Are you talking about food, water, technology? Like, what, what's what, how do you see that as an overall sort of arch in, in terms of the, the agenda, somewhat? Um. Well, the agenda is to um, upload our consciousness into a computer state matrix type world, and that is inorganic. Um, that's a long goal for a hundred years. Trans- away. Transhumanism. Yeah, but that's a, that's a hundred years away. I mean, it's got to be done slowly but surely. Uh, you mentioned there that, that um, transhumanism is is the uh, is almost like the end game, the end end goal. Uh, you mentioned there, like this sort of matrix uploading um well, so, the, so the matrix is a documentary um there's there's a lot of people that um wouldn't watch films for whatever reason um but you gotta understand the amount of money that's been put into making a film um, it's not like watching coronation street or something um and there's a thing called revelation of the method where the elite have to tell us what they're doing you know they've tried to take us over in the past and because of our spirit it's not worked so now what they do is they tell us what they're going to do before they do it. But you have to have eyes to see and ears to hear. So you have to be constantly looking out. Um, and if you're not constantly looking out, then you won't see these things that, that are coming. Okay. Um, so films like The Matrix is a documentary of what is to come. Um, and people need to pay attention to certain things that, that are actually said in that film. Um, any any particular elements to that that, that, that really sort of... Because, I mean, what was that, 1999, I think I must have been 16, 17, uh, very wet behind the ears at that point. But there was something about that movie that certainly um, was prodding the subconscious uh, uh, somewhat. So w- what elements of that film in particular, and maybe other films, was it that was... Do well, you feel that there's truth within that? Yeah, I mean, obviously, um, so you had Isaac Newton um, that got hit on the head by the apple, Um 
in order to get the knowledge of gravity, which is very similar to the Garden of Eden, um, where they basically took the forbidden fruit and then obtained knowledge and realized that they are naked. Um, and in the same with like 1999, uh, you got the three nines in there, but you turn the nines upside down, it's three sixes. So um, going into numerology and stuff like this, it's, um, as, as in numbers, there is relevance of why certain things are released at certain times. Um, now, there is a scene um, in that film, and it's known as The Girl in the Red Dress. Just before you go on, I just want to confirm there as well. Um, I think Isaac Newton, the Apple thing, uh, correct me if I'm wrong, is 1666 oh, as yeah. well. Oh, um, yeah. Which, coincidentally, was the Great Fire of London, which was started in... And the plague as well. Yeah, the, uh, which... Uh, oh, it's, it's fishy. Do, that do, do you love the numbers, don't you? Do you love the numbers? Do you love the numbers? Sorry, carry on. The, the, the woman in the red dress, yeah. Um so the woman in the red dress is where Neo basically first goes into the training program. So he's getting trained by um, Morpheus and Morpheus is explaining basically to him what the matrix is and explaining why basically people aren't waking up to it. And something that basically lends to exactly what's gone on in the past three years um, or say two and a half years is that these people are doctors, these people um, are, are the police, these people are teachers. You know, th these people have got good jobs, mm -hmm. right? And they're not ready to be unplugged. They're not, and, th and they will fight for that existence. Even if their lives are in absolute danger and, and their kids are in danger, they are so entwined with the system because the system looks after them in, in, in what they believe, mm -hmm. that they will fight for its existence. And... That is stated in, in The Girl in the Red Dress, and that's exactly what's happened in the past two and a half years. You try and tell people truth, they do not want to hear it. Okay, um, so with even that... Even with evidence, by the way. So with that, let's take it down to sin, because I believe it's a sin issue. The sin is at the heart of that waking up. So I've got a question for both of you. I'll open it up. Like the flesh, don't they? Well, herein lies the thing. We have a lot of truth, so-called. We have a lot of movements of wokeism, um, you know, uh, those that advocate things such as uh, common law, uh, they see a uh, an injustice within the government system, within the world stage, and there becomes a, a, a community of awakening, a, a truth movement. But as we said at the start of the, the, the show, that, that Yeshua is the, the way, the truth, and the light. At what point is the gospel message interwoven into these uh, narratives of truth so whether it's somebody who's watched a film who's uh, 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 going on marches you know they're doing all of that active uh, participation in this in this truth at what point do they realize and embrace that they are a sinner in need of a savior and that they need to come to yars ways and be a walker uh a life of salvation that bears fruits, you know. H how do you see that marry up? Because I see so much promise, but I also see a lot of mixture. I see a lot of misinformation. I see a lot of people who think uh, they're walking in the truth, walking in justice, but they're not They're not saved. Do you know what I mean? So wh what do you think about that? Yeah, I think um, a lot of people have got onto like the so-called battle then of, of good and evil. And they believe now that they are of the light and the battle and the darkness. So they've, they've uncovered all this tyranny and all the darkness. But because they don't have the fullness of the character of God and they don't have Yeshua Mashiach, you know, they're not 
immersed so-called in in the official light you know they call themselves woke but a true person who is really woke is someone really who has woken up to the light of god amen someone who's awake rather than woke yeah go on yeah and because obviously it's them who 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 are experiencing the light of the world which is yeshua and they truly have eyes to see um so a lot of people may have certain truths and may be aware of the battle of good and evil but they could also still be in a lot of darkness themselves. And it's our job to target people who have now negotiated the battle of good and evil, who now have diagnosed evil as a source and you see the cabal and the hidden elite. Now they want to do something about it. It's on us then to, to target these people and to reveal to them Yeshua. And, th- and that comes obviously with, with sanctification and that comes with, uh, you, you know your 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 need for a savior because we can't do this on our own. And what we find is a lot of people do think they can do this on their own. You know, I'm gonna take to the streets and I'm gonna. Well, I've been guilty of that. I'm gonna I'm gonna get a banner <laughs> yeah, yeah. and I'm well, gonna protest. Well, I was gonna ask you, Curtis. It there, doesn't do nothing with, with regards to your your own journey and your walk. Was there a period of time where you were waking up, as it were, but then you came to? Uh, you came to Jesus. Like, how, how did that? How was the chronology of that for you? Um, so my mum always said that you know, as a child, um, as soon as I came out, I was um, very curious of nature, um, and I grew up looking into all the Egyptian stuff and the X Files, all these sort of things. You know, I watched every single series at the time, and I, w- I was always seeking truth. Yeah. Um, and my whole life, I've been seeking truth, but the problem is is the people that run things know that there's people that are seeking the truth. So they put a lot of false things in the way mm-hmm. that can basically, you know... Spin um, you off track. Yeah, spin you off track. And it it does take time and it takes faith. I, I mean, I, I've always believed in God, but obviously I didn't know about the paganism and sun worship and, and worshipping on a Sunday mm. um, and how that's been infiltrated so much and so many people don't know about it. And there's so many... Um, Christians, you know, I seen some Christians last night um, giving food to the homeless, and, and and they're out there doing outreach, and they're active, and, man. They're active. You know, yeah, bless them. But as soon as um, a 0.1 percent death rate um, flu comes along, they get scared and they fall into the beast's hands. And it's like, well, where's it? Well, where's your actual faith then? You know, why are you not looking into what what's actually going on here? You know, why are you not taking faith in? You know, yeah, will self heal you this sort of stuff mm-hmm. so i think w- in regards to protests or sort of certain basis of religions they seek the truth but they're not ready to accept the truth um because they're still part of the flesh they're still part of the system you know the, the nhs is still there for them if they get a bit poorly if they lose their job they still got the doll you know um it provides things for them. Oh, I've got a holiday. Oh, I've got a nice house. Or, you know, all these false things, you know. Right. And and the only way, I th- I personally think, is it's through um, suffering. So, so I, I, I've been through a life of suffering, you know, suffering and all that sort of stuff. And it's through suffering that you end up basically realising that all these things that people fight for and feel great about don't mean nothing at all. Mm. They mean nothing. Because your salvation... In it, is with Yah, um, and that's where you need to go. Like, go. You don't need any money to to to, to be full within spirit. 
It does. Uh, it does make me think of um, one's uh, heart and um, reaction to this, to the moves of the enemy. Because, like you say, if you're living in, in a degree of comfort, um, you have a lifestyle which I, you know. All the best to you. And are you, you are you trying to protect that, or are you trying to protect your right to walk out and live your faith? See that that's the that's the line for me when it comes to any form of systematic oppression. Bit, you do bit. what you do, but if you start telling me when and where I can worship, how I mm. can worship, when and where I can preach the gospel, then we're going to have problems. Mm. So yeah. I think that's that's that that has to be like a key component of like what it is what is it you're actually fighting for? Is it your own selfish intent and reason, or is it because there's a I, you're serving a higher power? I personally believe that a lot of these people are um, protecting the life they knew before. Right. The, the system. So that, that that girl in the red dress, um, let's just say, has two systems. There's a new system coming in, and you've got the young, like, like the younger people. Like that a new, new world, maybe. Yes, a new world. <laughs> yeah, we, we, we know the order. But um, <laughs> so basically, so basically, the young are going into this new world. Yeah. Right. Okay, and they're educated into it at school, etc. Um, they're part of the technology. So they're going into this new world. The old world, say people like 30 years plus in age, they're fighting for the old world where they got some sort of benefit from living in that world. But it's all flesh. It's all flesh, flesh, flesh. It's all like, you know, you can go on holiday, you can do this, you can do that. You know, they're not truly seeking uh, faith. But that that new world, oh, that new world, oh, that new world order, that that is just a counterfeit. The devil has just took... God's true new world order, which will be the millennium reign, which we read about in, in the scriptures in the prophets of Isaiah, Micah, Joel, Jeremiah, the list is endless, revelations. We read about a new world order that will come, but from God, <laughs> and a millennium reign when Yeshua will sit on Mount Zion and the Torah shall go forth. Okay. When in that day we will say, no, the Lord, no one will need to say, no, the Lord, for they will all know me from the least of them to the greatest of them. And we're going to beat our uh, swords into plowshares and uh, we're going to beat our spears into pruning hooks and we will be one with Yeshua and he will sit on a throne and the Torah shall go forth from Mount Zion and the word of the Lord from Jerusalem. Hallelujah. And, and, and that is going to be the true <laughs> millennium reign when the true new world order takes place but the devils took that and tried to make a counterfeit and that's yep. what he's trying to do he's trying to terraform a wasteland and like he did in the days of Noah yeah and, and 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 so we, we got to pick a team and now getting back to the protesters the true way we I got onto this because I was all I was into like rebellion down with the system anarchy you know Guy Fawkes mask and all this and that but the true way to protest actually is to do the Torah. Yeah. Because yeah. if Satan is the god Amen. of this world, yeah, and he, he and he doesn't want us walking in the covenant. So the true way to protest is actually to keep Yah's ways and then be a sacred set apart people on earth. That's Amen. the true way to protest. Amen. And when I got onto that, that was revolutionary for me. That bro, was the revolution, bro. Bro, that that, <laughs> that was it, that speaks to my heart because it's like you see the injustice, you see uh thing, you see the abortion rates, you see uh the the paedophile rings. Go forth, have babies, look after them. 
that's the protest. Teach them in the ways. That's the protest. That is so simple. It's so simple. I know it's (laughs) it's depth to it, but the, the principle being like, Follow his ways. That's the protest. That truly is the protest. Hallelujah. Um, what, what a lot of these people don't realise as well um, with what's going on. So the truth is coming out now and it's coming out on purpose. And when you say these people? Um, people that have fallen into the vaccaroonie, basically. So, you, okay. So, 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 so these, these are the people I'm talking about. Um, they're on people, the juice. Yeah, they're on the juice and a lot of them are religious people. Okay. Um, and... I actually know of one, my step-grandmother is Jehovah's Witness. Um, they're not supposed to have blood transfusions, yet apparently that is absolutely fine, um, taking that juice, but that juice goes into the blood. Okay. So surely that's like an argument there um, of, of their faith. And she called me and my mum murderers and super spreaders, which, um, wow. you know people that work for televisions at the moment have started making public apologies now for saying those sort of things because it's so, such full of hatred. And what people got to remember as well, when the, when the Black Death was out, all the churches were open and they were full to the brim of people because the... Um, was this the original plague back yeah, in the yeah, day? Yeah, in, in 1666 yeah, time, yeah. right? Like the priests um, back then had their doors open and most of them died because they would have the place full to the brim and they'd be helping people. Feeding them, you know, bringing them in, giving them shelter. Whereas in this, um, you know, recent issue that we had, most of the churches closed the doors. So where where do the people of faith go to? Mm. You know, so these priests, these pastors that are around now, they've got an obligation to research what's actually going on, right. not just follow the narrative of what they're being told. And now the truth's coming out. And it is coming out because there was actually a hearing in, in Parliament uh, yesterday yeah. and a lot of information was given. And then there's GB News Monday to Thursday around 8 o'clock and they're bringing in people that are injured from it or you know, even worse. Then we're, we're sort of falling into the 501c3 conundrum, isn't it, where they've got well, by the... Well, they because they're in, they're in bed with the state and so they can't... Yeah, they want people to riot so they can bring in martial law. Um, that's the next stage. You know, uh, get us on the gas, get us on the food... Um, tighten things up and also come out with the truth so people riot, so people go mad and then we have an economic collapse and then they can give birth to the new system. But if the heavy foot fails, then they can come in with a peace movement. This is, you know... Um, when, they they say, when they say peace and safety, then sudden destruction is a trail of ale upon the man out of woman. So that's their ace in the hole. hole. So what is, the, is that the ecumenical, like, coexist? Yeah, so you've got, like, so you've got one side telling the truth and protesting... Um, including politicians, right? And hence, like um, you know, in in the US, like like um, that big Q movement and all that, you know. Um, Old Q and on, uh, yeah, yeah. With, with Trumpy Pumpy and all that, yeah. Well, that's a savior movement. If they if they fail, so if they fail, basically put pressing the foot on the, like onto the head, so it were like through tyranny, and yeah. they fail that way, they can bring in the saviors, the saviors. We're here to save you. But then they, but then these guys, if you look into them, and you have to research this, they've got their own digital currency mm. called the quantum financial system, which is not the CBDC, which is what you know the elite want to set up. Um, they got the quantum financial system, which is exactly the same thing. It's interesting, you, you, um, oh, bro. There's there's so many things going from my head right now. But uh, when you touch on the ty- tyranny, the the foot on element. Now, I, I, I came across a letter. 
from Aldous Huxley to um, Brave New World. Or, yeah, to George Orwell. And yeah, basically you have the, the Orwellian element of, uh, of tyranny, uh, doublespeak, and then you've got the Brave New World element of uh, happy, hypnosis, happy, happy. hypnosis yeah. and drugs. Um, and I see like an amalgamation of the two in this time where, you know, they're using both methods in order to subdue and, and control. Uh, which uh, yeah, just it's just an interesting mix. Um, all right, so you painted a picture there of um, okay, this breaking down of society, whether it's economical, whether it's warfare, whether it's civil rights, uh, a breaking down and, and a building up. Now, obviously, at the top of the show, this you you said that your heart is uh, is about a proof of Yah, a proof of God. Mm-hmm. We're in the midst of this. Um, uh, uh, how can I say? In the midst of this. Uh, chaos in the midst of this chaos would you say that there can be more proof there can be more evidence of of yah and his hand within these situations do you think Mm. well i think at the moment we um we are sort of going through revelation 13 um it's not been finished as of yet um so I've gone off on a tangent, really, because I was going to... That's what it's all I, about, though, right? I, I was, I was going to build myself to this point and end with this <laughs> point. So um, whereas now we're at this point... Um, it's a bit like Revelations in itself, bro. Like, the begins in the middle, and it's all circular yeah. anyway. So you're just yeah. on form with Scripture anyway, so I won't worry about that. Yeah, um, obviously there's the 100, uh, 144,000. Um, but, yeah, we'll look into that in a sec. Okay, right. Okay, so right. Let's 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 bring it back in. Let's let's nip it in. Um, yeah. And I'll ask you both this question: In the midst of this chaos, in the midst of this upheaval, in the midst of this tyranny, uh, albeit by different methods, how can you see Yah more? Because you you said at the top. Right. This is about. Right. Okay, because that was one one of the reasons why they cl- closed the uh, churches down because they didn't want a spiritual power going over the world for, um, like full of prayer. So so they close all the churches down and get everybody you know all over the place. So we so it weakens like the faith of the people. So through prayer, then we get Yah's presence more here. Yeah, I see that the Lord allowed these things to happen to 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 smash these systems of man and the infrastructure that we rely upon and depend upon. In the same way that the Lord sent the plagues on Egypt and utterly destroyed the idols of Egypt, I think these man-made systems, the Lord's coming to crush them, so we completely depend upon Him. When we see that the tribulation is actually an act of mercy and grace, you can't stop seeing God in all of this chaos, bro, because He is the author and finisher of our faith. It's in Him we live and move and have our being. And when we begin to see these things taking place, it's actually just confirmation that we're living in the word. So then we can have a hope and an expectation of the prophetic future that he promises us. Yeah, I love that because that has to be the perspective of a believer is to see see things taking place and you're just like, no, where, what is, what is he doing? Like, obviously we can't fathom because our ways aren't his ways and he's uh, beyond genius. But I think that's the... Uh, uh, that's the method that we have is like oh, okay so it's, it's a move and what's taking place um with that what you said there about prayer Curtis is actually that's well powerful because it made me think of what you said at the beginning with everything being sound everything being vibration everything being frequency this is God's uh this is God's song like he's the composer he's the conductor yeah and 
okay, there may be ups and downs and everything else in between, but this is a musical. Mm. So when you have the enemy trying to like take out the sweet melody, he's trying to he's trying to stomp on the chorus, he's trying to break down the verses, but through our prayer, it's yeah. like we're bringing in the harmonic principle of what it is that we're called to do because nothing starts without prayer first. And have you seen have you ever seen vocal chords what they look like? They're like generally sort of two strands and then the frequency we will go through and they're vibrated, which creates your vocal. Uh, what, like in a digital? Well, just in like, like, like from the body. Oh, right, uh, the chords themselves. Yeah, yeah, the chords themselves. So they right. obviously vibrate uh, next to each other and give you the sounds that you want. You know, so you put more pressure or less pressure in. Right. And um, funnily enough, the DNA, which is actually two strands, one represents the, um, the mother, one represents the father. They're two strands. They actually vibrate, believe it or not. Um, and they can actually create a vibration extremely the double the double helix the double helix yeah so it's like so it looks like a ladder basically the interwoven ladder yeah that that is twisted up well they actually vibrate through your entire body so if you're basically being negative they're vibrating negativity if you're being positive and when you when you are living through prayer and through the word it's all that's positivity and the truth and you're igniting the spirit which lives like which lives within Jacob's ladder, you know. There you go. There you go. The Mark. bread of life. The bread yeah. of life. So 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 they are like uh, chimes in the wind, you know. Um and Yah's hearing it because Yah lives within all. Hallelujah. Um and Yah is 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 all. And just for, for context for our listeners and viewers, um Curtis is is a very talented and very experienced musician. Um and, and Joe Joe is the same as well. Um how much would you say that music and uh, how how large music is to you personally in your lives? Uh, and I'll open this up to both of you. Has this played a role in in your in your understanding and revelation in terms of seeing uh, your faith and seeing um, current events in this way? When you talk about frequency, light, and sound, is, is that something that was brought more to the fore because of your, you know, your your God given uh, talent, as it were? Yeah. Uh, definitely brother especially with to do with vibration and stuff but there's also a duality to that because there, there is also um you know there is a darkness that can lurk in that avenue and i think that's why the devil's hijacked darkness that. and the music industry is completely hijacked ransacked and they got people just walking around just singing spells over themselves it's just it's 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 wicked and lapping it up and i, I read a statistic on, an, on on a tour portion just gone about literally um, the amount of violence and 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 sexual behavior, sexualized behavior, that is coming off music videos and the lyrics in the songs that are sexualized and violent, it's mad, mate. It's just huge, and people are going around and and speaking this over themselves. Not only speaking, it's singing it, and and obviously when we create melody and harmonic, it's it's got more power to it. We know that. The Levites would sing. We know that God gave us worship to sing. We know that at the beginning and the dawn of creation, the sons of God, the angels, sang at the dawn of creation. It says that in the book of Job, as God was using his cymatics to speak life into existence. So it's massive. It's huge, bro. But obviously, I've come out of the darkness in the music as well. Like, I was in a band and stuff, and and yeah, that, that it can be really dark, you know, it, it's got a real dark sense, so you can sort of, you know, y- you can sort of just like see the wickedness and then you just really, you, you throw everything out then, you just want to focus on God's and, and, and his vibration and his praise and his worship. 
because you 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 have been so affected by the things taking place with music in this in this modern world. But that's all part of the agenda. You can see it systematically set up. The music industry it doesn't take a genius to work out that that they're just they're having a proper go with it. They're having a proper go. It's 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 got an evil force behind it. Doesn't take a genius to work that one out, mate. Yeah. Um obviously since the fifties, um there's a lot of reward with being, say, famous. And um, I said to my brother once when I was speaking to him, and, and we were talking about possessions, as in, like, you know, your possessions like a car or, or whatever. And I said to him, your possessions possess you. You are possessed by your possessions. And a lot of these industries now, like being an actor or being a musician, they're all given with the cake at the end of it. And... Are people being musicians because they really love music and they, and they really love the sound? Or are they doing it because it, or what it gives you, the lifestyle it gives you, and all the possessions it possesses you with? You know, um, and this is a danger. And also as well, there is a frequency called 432 hertz. Right, okay. okay. I was actually about to ask you with regards to, like, Aside from the lyrics, aside from the lifestyle and everything that's promoted with with that side of uh, music, uh, what's your interpretation or understanding of, yeah, particular frequencies? Are there sounds? Are there vibrations? Are there drum patterns? Are there things that we should avoid, things we should embrace? Like, what what do do you reckon? So, obviously, going back to, and God said, let there be light. So, we're back to where we were before now, which is fantastical. (laughs) (laughs) so yeah, um, so 440 hertz um, was actually looked upon by the British, um, and then it was developed by the um, by the Nazis, um, and they found that it made people a bit more supple, a bit more controllable. Right. Um, and the worldwide frequency before that was something called 432 hertz. Now, when when you basically put 440 hertz, which is basically a vibration, so you put, so remember you like you put the energy in. You get the vibration and then the frequency is the sound. Frequency is sound, basically. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, and when you use 440 hertz, if you have an orchestra of, say, 100 different instrumentations and you're all playing in 440 hertz and it's a constant sound, so let's just say it's like a constant sound, eventually, because of the, the pneumatics um, of the scales, that orchestra will fall apart in sound. The sound eventually will start going all over the place and start right. s- start sounding not very good at all. Whereas four three two is the universal sort of um, frequency, where it will just be continuously like a good good sound um, from start to end, going round in that circle. Like I told you about, you know, where the river meets the sea, and it always comes back through the rain, etc. It's the, it's it's the cycle, yet again, and. There is um, been said that there are um, certain numbers which um, I will go more into in the future, um, but those numbers are three, six, and nine, right. um, and they're more sort of energy-based numbers. Okay, and so sorry to. When it comes to the frequencies and the effects on the body and uh, behaviors and uh, things of that nature, um, where do we draw the line between being aware? And functioning on these principles and not falling into some kind of, you know, new agey 
meditation practice do you know what i mean because i know a lot of those you know whether it's chakra opening oh. it's om, all of that like there's obviously truth in and around these uh, yeah, environments but how do we navigate that as bible believing christians that we're not falling into practices that we maybe shouldn't do and that, that, that's that's i ask that for myself if, if anything well it's, it's a double-edged sword isn't it you know so number three could be good to say a Christian in certain respects, but then it can also be used by satanic people too, you know? So there's always a duality going on. Um, but the thing is, is 432 existed for so many years, thousands of years, so you've got history to, to, to put it into place. And it's been changed at a time where, where we have seen music go from more of a natural sort of form where people weren't really earning money from it, they're just doing it more out of pleasure mm-hmm. um, or to entertain um, each other or, or just purely from doing it. To know where it's a big, big business with big money and big rewards and all this sort of stuff. So you can see there's something quite wrong with the music industry at the moment because of how, how it's developed. So if you look at the past and go, well, people just just you know, just did their thing, you know, and and they tuned in four three two, you know. So so obviously four three two, I I trust it more personally, right? Um, and the thing about four three two, going back to the three six nine, well four three two. You've got your root number, which is the number in the middle, which is three. And then you've got your four and your two either side, which is four plus two equals six. And then if you add all the numbers together, four plus three plus two is nine. So there's your three, six, nine, which is uh, which uh, Nicola Tess said is the, you know, the, the law numbers of the, of the universe or, or the realm. Right, okay. Um, so it's unusual that that four, three, two hertz also adds up to the three, six, nine um, in every way possible. I mean, I'll be honest, a lot of people commend me on my vocabulary and my ability to, like, use words. When it comes to numbers, bro, I, I need a calculator in my pocket. <laughs> so when you explain when the 369, like, I, I, you know, I'm, I'm trusting your uh, <laughs> your abilities there. Yeah. Um, with that, like, when I look at the, the um, uh, modern popular music and what seems to dominate, uh, we're talking about forms of rap music, drill music, mm. um industrial techno like a lot of these are harsh um just you you just feel you just feel the death and that's not even getting into the culture of those musics Uh, are they are they on a what what actually it reminds me there was a there was an old i I won't get into it too deep but there was a a channel 4 tv show where uh, people go on and do like um they try and do SAS like military exercises and then you've got to stay in for as long as possible oh, so you've got people that. like camping on on mountains walking for miles you dare wins uh, so yeah something with that ant, ant fella and um loads of people were able to persevere and persevere and it got to the i think it was the penultimate round and what they did they blindfolded people put them in a room and played gabba techno which is a very harsh form of techno repetitive bass driven music bro they're dropping like flies they literally oh, it sounds like hell bro it, it is that literally like hell, hell on me. earth I, I, bro i'd bring up down to this look what is sin and what is not you know it it goes back to that paul paul sketch uh you know when paul speaks about um permissible but n- not always profitable and sometimes kids will be like yo bro you tuned to four three two and i'm like and got the tuner and he's like oh okay it's like it's not like a sin you know what i mean no but you've got yours presence to fix of course and it's okay, the intent the, of the how and what we're going to use with our own voices and stuff yeah. so i would just say look you know 
permissible, yeah, profitable. It, 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 it's it's pro- it, it could be profitable, it? of course. Uh, you know, it, it, it could be profitable to, to tune to 432. But you just mentioned there, bro, about some uh, genres of music that are really dark. Yeah. And, you know, we're not told much about Hasatan in scripture. We're not told much stuff. All right, we know we know he's the ruler of darkness, God of this world, the dragon that fell. We know we know these things, but in terms of you know his characteristics and his resume, so to speak. Mm-hmm. But we are in Ezekiel. In Ezekiel twenty eight, verse thirteen, it speaks about how um Hasatan in the day of his creation that the timbrels and pipes have been prepared, but that his his mm-hmm. timbrels, that your timbrels and pipes have been prepared before you. So taking that into account, you got a lot of scholars just shumming that off and going, "Well, we don't know really what that means." It's like, no, look, my my man's attached to music, cherubim, seraphim, whatever, in the presence of the Most High. You know, we know that these angels sing. Don't come to me with this when he's associated with with musical instruments. So it's it's definitely got a dark relationship to it. There, yeah. And Hasatan, he, this is his field. All right, he's a he's a, he's a frequency himself, and he's been playing frequencies. We know Cosri and Zimbri in 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 the Torah, a picture of the musical lyre fornicating outside the house of God. You know, there's loads of stuff that I could get into, which I won't now. But the timbrels and the pipes are connected indefinitely with Hasatan that they were prepared for him in the day of his creation. So we know that angels sing in the presence of God. That's their duty. That's what they do. They worship God. Holy, holy, holy is the Lord God Almighty. So indefinitely Hasatan is cre- connected and he's trying to push his own frequency on this world. So he's trying to usurp. I will sit above the throne of the Most High and he's trying to press in his frequency into this reality, yeah. There's a dual, you know, there's a duality for everything because he's trying to basically recreate Yah's kingdom in every possible way. Um, but again, again uh, I guess it reiterates the uh, the heart of a creative endeavor, which I I believe is such an amazing gift to be given by God. If if you're, you know, if you do have a creative pursuit, be it music, art, um, whatever it is. That he gives us an opportunity to partake in what it feels like to create. Yeah. So with that, you have a responsibility. Do all things unto the glory of God, right? If it if, if if it don't glorify God, it don't make sense, bro. It don't make sense. So with that be, with that being said, you you're hoping that those of an art uh, of a musical um, gifting would be directing that towards uh, towards Yah. And um, don't get it twisted. It doesn't have to be some Maverick City music, like, emotional culmination of, like... No, it, no, it, no. it, it could be the Beatles. It could be Led Zeppelin. Like, look, this, this is, there's dark stuff going on there as well, bro. Yeah. Like, music can make you feel violent. It can make you want to fight. It can make you go to a gym and bench 150. But it can also stir you up and think, oh, I fancy a bit of... Uh, Nuki tonight or this or that, you know, it can it can put it can change behaviours because it can change mood. And and that is exactly what Hasatan is trying it's to do with the music industry. Okay, so with with that, I wanna I wanna delve deeper. We can I, I said the same last week. The world does what the world does. We expect that from the world. Do you believe or do you think there's been an infiltration musically within the church, within the body of Christ? Yes. And what does that look like to you, do you think? 
Um, everything seems destructive now. Um, so going back to the cymatics, if you put four, three, two hertz through cymatics, and w- with all the different notes, there's different notes in music. You've got eight notes, A, B, C, D, E, F, G. Um, and there's different sort of formulations of doing that. But all the shapes are beautiful. They look like snowdrops. Um, whereas you use 440, the shapes just don't form properly. Okay. Um, so this is why I personally believe that 432 is a healer. And, there, and, there, and there's been a lot of you know, um, healing processes done under 432 hertz. Um, and there was a German scientist who made a box that used to put people in uh, for half an hour and cure all kinds of diseases uh, back in the early 50s and was put out of commission. And that's purely from frequency. Right, okay. Um, and I'm talking serious diseases here. You know. Um, so I think it, it weighs a lot. What, what, when you've got a dark cloud, it's like, you know when you, um, you, you know when you sort of sat around a bonfire and the smoke goes into your eyes and, and, and your eyes are watering and then you sort of walk away and your clothes stink of that smoke. I sort of see that as what's going on in the world. Like These frequencies do matter because children are getting like absolutely drenched with all this as they're growing up and developing. So they're learning all the wrong things. It's all, it's all ways of stopping people coming to ER and, see, and, and actually learning the truth because they're just getting blanketed com- like continuously, from, not just from frequency, but from vision, from all kinds of things, Yeah. Um, from the want of possessions that are all around them. Okay, can so I, I, I want to re- rephrase that last question because uh, uh, getting into finger pointing and saying who's doing that and this, that and the other may not be that um, productive. With uh, the knowledge and understanding of frequency, sound, vibration, and the effects that it has on our body, on our worship, and our praise, um, do you see like how can you see that knowledge increasing to the benefit of 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 the body, uh, not the body physically, but the body of, of of Christ, where you know people like yourselves who who are talented musicians who have this understanding, I, is it is it necessary all doom and gloom, or or could this uh, awakening of, of this uh, perception of reality be used to our benefit. You mentioned there about the healing chamber, or you know, it, what, what can we be doing as as believers to actually creating a uh, an environment that's actually more harmonious? Bro, we, we want to be praising Yah every day. Like this is the reason why instruments were actually given to us. This is why the reason why we actually have vocal cords. What do you think the birds are doing each morning when the sun rises? Mm. They're singing praises to the Most High. You know, we're designed to sing praise to the Most High. It's angelic. Um, We want to be praising the Most High um, all the time, all the time, as much as you can, and and you will feel the effects of that. So in your sacrifice and and in your lifting up your heart to God, um, you will also receive... King David played the harp, and it drove demons, foul spirits away from Saul. That's King David. He wrote them psalms. They're all musical. They're all musical melody. They're all musical songs. So read them because it drives demons away. Mm. Um, it's it's there's so much potency involved in it, bro. Especially like the sounds of the shofar, the frequency of our own shouting and our own proclamation, proclaiming the word of the Lord, testifying, speaking to people, evangelizing, using our voice. All of that's massive, as Curtis said, prayer. It's all to do with frequency and vibration again. There is frequency in prayer. There is. There, there is. Well, we're using our voice, aren't we? And, and it vibrates and, your DNA. And we're, we're, we're aligning ourselves with him and we're energizing the spirit. 
So do, would you say, with that case, would you advocate that when we speak um, in praise, when we speak aloud the word, when we meditate on the word, you, would you suggest that that's having a physical impact on our, our uh, on our DNA and everything else? Even reading the word, I believe yeah. reading the word aloud, even reading it in the inner chamber of the heart, in a, what we what I would call the whisper, which is speaking inwardly, you you can change because we also have like um, not necessarily acoustically that is that is sounds that we we, we can obviously hear in our own head. Like if I say to you now, like a drum snare or a bang, you, you you can you can you don't acoustically hear it, but you, you hear it. You can hear it. You yeah, know what yeah, I mean. Yeah. So if I say a tiger roaring or an elephant's trunk blowing, there you go with that, Ooh, lad. <laughs> yeah, but so we can read the scripture and it can have a change on us as well. Be transformed by the renewing of our minds. So there is a transformation that can take place even just reading the word of God. And I believe, and I don't know about you, cases, but reading that word molecularly will change you on a molecular level. You'll just change. But, but what are your eyes there? Eyes, window to the soul. Exactly. So mm. if you're reading that, then it's vibrating your DNA as well. Because remember what I said about light being the same as uh, frequency and vibration. It's mm. all the same thing. Right. It's all the same thing. It all coincides. So when you when that light, because you can't read a book in the dark, can you? You need, obviously, the light on to read it. So you've got that light going in, and these words are going in, and they're going into your soul, and they and, and your soul lives within the DNA. And for them so who don't believe that online, going, I'm going, no, is that biblical? You need to check out Tommy's Viera. It's all on the eyes, the eye, and, and, the, and the sight this week. Yeah, uh, so check that out. You, you, you guys are talking my language, literally. When, I, when we think of uh, the supernatural, when we think of walking in miracles, there ain't nothing more miraculous than the Holy Spirit illuminating that word that was written thousands of years ago that I can pick up. It goes through my gates to my inner man and literally renews my mind and transforms me. <laughs> Give me some. <laughs> Hallelujah, man. Hallelujah, keys, man. They're keys to the kingdom, bro. Keys so for me, that, 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 that's supernatural. That, that's, yeah. we, I think we, we tend to neglect and forget and take for granted just how supernatural our bodies are uh, and what our existence is so um yeah praise praise you are for that because it's uh, it's an incredible system to be to be part of and you know if you've got a healthy body um because you're putting the right things in mm -hmm. then you know you've got a healthy mind to worship you know i'm not saying if you if you're sick you can't worship if, of course you can um I, i'd just say try yeah try it try setting your day up with as soon as you get up you pray you, and you put the praise praise music on, and you can if you can't sing, you can sing along or make a sweet tune in your heart, as it says, mm -hmm. and just test it. L listen to me. L put all y your attention on the Most High and focus on Him, and let the world and its sound and its chaos and the sound that the world is producing let that be subordinate to the most high and and your focus on him and you, you're gonna be bulletproof nothing's gonna affect you because you're gonna be changing your frequency and aligning it with the most high and that's what the angels do these electromagnetic beings they're all singing praises to god so I, you know i couldn't recommend it enough you know try that let the world the news social media your career anyone else in your family in the world let all that be subordinate to the prayer 
reading the word of God because when you read that God's God's speaking to you mm. <coughs> people are like I want to hear the voice of God oh, I want to audibly hear the voice of God I'm like <coughs> you got a word right in front of you there it is you want to hear the voice of God open the Bible so the word read your Bible put your praise on prayer watch your day be different that is a cure for for, for anyone who's suffering with depression or anything like that Try that, test that. It's a, the cure for a lot more, I'm telling you now. Mm. And through that prayer, you are putting the shield of your on every you're day. You're wearing the you, armour of God, yeah. aren't you? Yeah, you've got the armour of God on before you go out, and then you've got it on when you go to sleep. You know, I mean, you brush your teeth twice, three times a day. I, I brush my teeth three times a day, basically, in the morning, when I get home from I hope you don't work. use fluoride, kids. <laughs> Would, would, I? <laughs> would I? On that note, yes. don't use toothpaste with fluoride in it. So, so I we, beg you. So we are going to have it's a rat poison on on um, health stuff, and that's. I'll be interested in that. Sign me off for that, Adam, please. Yeah, I'm going to be a bit more flowing with that because I'm, I know that. No, 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 don't, uh, don't. Um, need to speak life. Uh, it's it's yeah. been great. No, um, uh, it says to enter into his courts with praise and thanksgiving. And um, I think what a beautiful, it says to meditate on my word in the morning and at night. And for me personally, uh, I can remember lyrics very well um, and they seem to stick with me. So the fact that he's given us so much of his word, so much of his love through the the gift of song, whether it be a psalm, uh, whether it be the scripture itself, it's... Uh, it, it, it's again it, it's just a testament to, to how amazing uh the most i is and the way he orchestrates things for us to to process and 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 to take on board um so Curtis, any other areas you'd like to touch on before we uh we sign off um anything well, that you want to want to touch on there's <laughs> <laughs> a lot to talk about well let's move uh, let's move on to um so we've hammered frequency really we have gone through that. We've, we've um, basically just done a whole show on frequency. on frequency. Yeah, so frequency exists. Um, it's all around you. Protect yourself. And use prayer. Prayer, prayer vibrates your uh, DNA. Okay, see so your DNA is the same as your vocal cords. It's the same thing. Vibrate it. And the only way you're going to vibrate it is through prayer. And try and pray three times a day. You know, start off with that and your life will start getting better. And, and your, your eyes will start opening up. You've got what they call a pineal gland. And it's it's what some people call the third eye. As Hold on there, Curtis. Isn't that some new age mumbo jumbo about opening the third eye and seeing into the spiritual realm? Well, well this of course, it, because everything's duality, isn't it? Right. Every, everything's duality. So obviously, with all this sound, you've got five two eight hertz at the moment, and you've got these eight nine whatever hertz, and all these. Oh, oh this this is the love hertz, and this is the um, getting whatever you want hertz, and, and they're all over YouTube. So. Yeah. So, so people are like, yeah, I want loads more money, so I'm gonna like go to sleep and listen to this frequency, and they'll be always like, oh yeah, like like, like lovely music playing. Oh no, are people doing that? Yeah, yeah, yeah literally. Oh, yeah, it's, yeah. It's, it's, it's huge. It's I mean, it's witchcraft yeah, basically, yeah, but huge. yeah, like there huge. are all different. Um, you just go on YouTube and there's all different frequencies to unlock and open different potentials and doors. Um, but but my point being is is you know you can say the words like pineal gland and people will run a mile because they think that it's, it's new uh, like new age stuff. Yeah, it's new Age it's part of your body, right? Because it's, it's there, the, the, it's there. The, the, the are created, and we always say, Look, we're not tapping so. into that, we're not trying to hijack that, we're not trying to let that become our thing. If God's given us this, which we believe He has, so be it, you know. But we, we know how to access God, and it's not through 
trying to do meditation or chakra or stones or this or that. It's through the word of God. And if then the the eye, which is the lamp of the body, is light, hallelujah. If the, if the eye is dark, how great that darkness. So we don't we don't try and get into the science or the mechanics of it. We just do what God says. And if that's a component of it, hallelujah. Amen. Sorry, crack on. Yeah, just wanted to get that disclaimer <laughs> out there before. <laughs> but you know, you, you, uh, yes. Pete, that's that is that is the reaction. But um, sorry, ca carry on. So you know, all these frequencies where it's all been like new age and all this sort of stuff. There's a grey area over a, a lot of them. But four three two hertz has been around for thousands of years, um, and it's been you know with the cymatics, you see it's doing good shapes. You see it's doing good healing. So you know, and I've prayed upon it many a times, and I just feel that it's right and. I thought that Yah's leading me in that in that respect, um, and it's a frequency that I think can protect you as well from a lot of other frequencies that are around. Um, so yeah, you know that's that's frequency. I mean, we could, we could go yeah, on so for, for nine hours. Park park the frequency, frequency bus. Yeah, we've been picking up good vibrations. Uh, what, what what are you saying? What what, what would you like well, to? Well, well, the Tibetans used to uh, move rocks with frequency. They used to blow all these trumpets and stuff like that, and they used to be able to like, like move rocks the size of houses and right. then put them on the side of a cliff. It was probably um, how a lot of these monolithic structures were yeah, built in the like ancient the pyramids. Yeah, that's, that's like a that. deep. That's a deep. With sound. Yeah. Um, so frequency can form shapes. It can form. It can mold a rock into a cup. It can do anything. It's it's very very powerful. Very very powerful. Um, hence, all this five diddly that's been put around all the all the world at the minute that emits a frequency, and that frequency is something that people should look into because it's not um, the greatest. But are you talking about the the tower? Yeah, the the uh, five the sound on the five the five the five the five uh, giggity giggity yeah the five so giggity yeah. giggity of how how do we um right so how do we <laughs> how do we negotiate Okay, so we don't walk by a spirit of fear, do we? He doesn't give us a spirit of fear. How, how do we negotiate the realms of, like you said, we need to protect ourselves spiritually and physically. Yeah. Um, there's clearly an assault. There's clearly an agenda that's that's rolling out uh, through technology and through uh, the airwaves. Um, what would you suggest? How do we protect ourselves? Is it? Are you talking about knowledge? Are you talking about physical ways? Are you, are you talking what? What would protecting yourself look like? Um, the cheapest way to do it um, is grounding or earthing. So grounding or earthing is where you take off your shoes and you stand on the grass for about right. uh, 20 minutes a day. And that will get all the negative ions out of your body and it will go into um, the land. So that's one of the cheapest ways. Because people, I, I will see things online where they're like, oh, buy this for a thousand pounds and be protected from this. And it's like, yeah, but some people haven't got that money. Mm -hmm. they, they never talk about, you know, what if your skin's, you know, so I think exercise, fasting, the right yeah, diet, all yeah. that can push out oxidative stress. What yeah, what, what, what is getting pressed so, upon us? Yeah. And the, all these things are biblical and they're free. You know, yeah, you can yeah. do that. Well, obviously the prayer it creates a vibration and it, and it puts that shield of VR on, on you when you go out. Obviously, we are living of the world, and there are um, um, certain materials um, that you can use. So there's like cottons that are entwined with copper or cottons are entwined with uh, silver, um, and they act like a Faraday cage, basically. Um, so Is this to stop, like, EMFs and stuff? It's to stop EMFs. I've, I've also got um, something that I always carry around with me here, and it's called a uh, Blue Shield. Um, 
So it's, it's BLU shield, and it, and it emits a frequency. It, it pulses. Have you frequency. been emitting frequencies I have. on me, and I didn't I even know? Wow. wow. So. What's that called? A blue shield, yeah. Blue shield. What's I just walk thing? around with the shield of faith personally. <laughs> yeah. I don't have a blue shield, but I do have a shield of faith. And as it says in Mark 16, they shall take up deadly serpents in their hands. They shall drink deadly poison, but it shall not harm no you. Harm. No now, look, I'm not trying to be like a diehard here or whatever or trying to think I'm hard, but I don't do them things personally. That's not what I do. But I do pray and I do say, oh, Abba, yeah, look, I live in this fallen realm. And if I'm meant to reside here, because he could take me out, and he could, he could, I could wake up tomorrow and all them five giggity giggities were just gone, mm. and we could be in Zion now. Great, get me to the garden paradise, but it's just not. So, you know, I'm meant to be here for this time, and if the pharaohs of Egypt want to inflict hard labor and, and this sick stuff onto me, well, you know, whoa, 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 you, because vengeance is mine, saith the Lord. So that's always been my attitude to, because you, you're at, you, you, you. Your question was, how do we not operate in a spirit of fear? Yeah, that's the one. So that, I just want to put that out there for people that don't have the, the Blue Shield technology or they don't have 5G EMF blockers blockers and blankets and stuff like that. that. That's how I do it, the Shield of Faith. And I say, whatever the devil wants to throw at me, you know, yeah, sovereign, nothing happens in this reality without his yes. So... I just I just let let the Lord do that. But I do think it's also wise for people, you know, who can be seriously affected by them. I've known people in the past who like literally don't can't be in a room full of full of a lot of electromagnetic frequencies because they literally start getting headaches and stuff. Yeah, that's what happens. And they me. lose the balance. So if you know you're one of them people, you know, Curtis is the man, I'm sure that uh, he can hook you up with some good gear yeah. or give you the links to that, should I say. Yeah, I I'm I'm with you there, Joe. Uh don't get me wrong. Um, we've we've got a uh, a wealth of knowledge and information online, and uh, lots of revelation about how how to look after our bodies and the effects of the modern world, uh, whether there's a gender or not. But I think ultimately it comes down to responsibility. You know, make the hard decision, put down the cake, go for a run, read your word. Yeah. Um. Th- this is the first line of defense, uh, and if there are other variables to that, of course we can look at look at other methods yeah, yeah. but yeah i'm not soft evil eye you know like i put me phone on loudspeaker you know you you want to keep that thing off of a night you know you turn your wi-fi off do certain things you know not just for your energy bill mm. here in england but um you know because it's just wise to do that i don't want to be glued with, with with this radioactive thing to me skull i know that that it's probably not good and i'm trying to glorify and 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 gl- gl- glorify God w- with with this technology, but I know that it can be dangerous to me. So you know, you take them pr- protocols and procedures as well. So just be wise with this stuff. Turn it off. Have a fast from it. Get rid of it. You know, don't let it become you. It's not your well, identity. F- fasting is actually one of the best things you can do. Amen. Um, Amen. Bro, we could I speak. Mean, a, we could speak about the yeah. fasting. We could speak about the cleansing. It's so much. It's we'll have to get you back on, man. Yeah. Um, but fasting can, can destroy most toxins in the body, and it's it's free. This is um, the most free thing. It's amazing. Yeah. The Lord I, just give us it, bro. I would more advise to have distilled water uh, rather than bottled mineral water if you're going to do a fast, purely because uh, distilled water will uh, break down all the bad cell lines, and you can get them out of your body quicker. 
Um, there's a lot of myth around it. A lot of people are like, oh, no, it's bad. Oh, oh don't have No, no way. I, I've done serious research into it. Distilled water is, is good to get the toxins. You don't want to do it forever. But if you're doing a detox, you've got to get these toxins out of your body. Um, and, th- and there's a reason why they distill water and, and, and they use it with tinctures. So, you know, if you like buy, buy a tincture of drops and you put it in your mouth, you know, mm-hmm. you know whatever that tincture might be, so it's something healing. It's always with distilled water. They're not going, oh, it's oh yeah, it's got mineral water from uh, um, the Swiss Isles and all this sort of stuff. And the reason why is because that tincture of, say, oregano will bind with the minerals that are in the mineral water. Bro, that stuff so will bind to your face for a year. Oregano oil is like the strongest thing in the world. Um, I think we could easily segue into, uh, again, uh, one area in which uh, you're uh, extremely passionate about, and that's health and well-being. Um, I think one thing that uh, can be said, Curtis, is that um, I love your heart. I love how everything that you speak on, everything that you share is purely uh, from a desire to help and to nurture um, others and to help your brothers and sisters um, get through difficult times. Um, we, I feel like we could easily carry on, but um, I'm going to curl, curtail this because I, I, I'd like to be able to get you back on to get on, get into different areas. But with that being said, because I know your heart, because I know what you're passionate about, we spoke about a lot of dark things. We spoke about a lot of um, activities of the enemy somewhat. If I could ask you, what would your encouragement be to a born-again, spiritual believer living in these times? What would your encouragement be, and how do you see uh, things playing out for us in terms of, uh, yeah, current events, uh, not-too-distant future? What's our role? What does it look like? Like Just your general consensus to, to, to what the, the forecoming times are like. Um, through, through every storm always comes a clearing. And always a settlement, and oh, yeah. um, Yahweh will take us through. He will um, reveal us to the calmness that's going on. Um, so sometimes I, I can be a bit negative and all this sort of stuff, and focus upon these things. But the, but the thing is, is I, I believe you have to learn the negative in order to get to the positive. Um, a lot of people just bury their heads in the sand, and it's it's just not it's not going to help you in the long run. You can bury it three four five ten years and eventually it's going to come and get you if you're aware i think it makes you closer to you mm-hmm. because it just it just confirms that if these people are doing these bad things and they're worshiping these bad things that that just confirms his existence doesn't it you know because otherwise what like why would they do and they just go right okay um you're going to be our slaves and we're going to be the rich ones adios but instead they're doing all these sort of like certain things in certain ways which shows they are working for some, like like somebody or something. Well, well, obviously the fallen one. So, so, so not wanting to put words in your mouth, but you know, for all of the uh, darkness, the evil, the negativity, you would hope that the next logical step for for the common guy is to, you know, realize that there is a creator. They are created and, s- and s- there is seek a the truth, and you will know that like the creator is real. Um, I mean, this talk was supposed to be about that, and we've obviously gone off on tangents um, because I've got a lot of evidence to actually prove um, that Yara is real. Um, all I can say to the people until our next chat is that Yara lives within us all and if you want to look into anything until our next chat, look into the DNA. It is extremely, extremely important. Um, 
no one 2,000, 3,000 years ago even knew what DNA was. People weren't taking blood and putting it under a microscope. That, that wasn't going on as far as I'm aware because we are, you know, lied to. Yet everything was written in scripture about what what is there. So it's only recently that we've had the technology to find all this scripture, all these absolutely amazing things in our own DNA. Mm. And Yah's name's in our DNA. It's, I mean, I could go on, and I do want to maybe t- um, talk again more about the DNA and about Yah being um, a part of it, because that is the ultimate proof. And it's within our bodies. He's, he's touched us. He's given us the breath of life. And it still exists within us each and every day. So we've got to protect that through faith, through prayer, and we've got to give love. And we've got to realize that um, a lot of people have been deceived, and, and rather than judge them, love them, and and try and help them, um, it's not their fault, you know. Um, we offer forgiveness. We we have got to show. We we have got to walk as Yeshua Hamashiach did. Amen. We have got to walk like him, and we got to show these people that we are not um, casting them to one side. We are not stoning them because they made a wrong decision because they were deceived, and the truth is everywhere, and it's mainly within us. And in the next talk, I'll go into that truth, and I'll, and I'll prove to all bro, of you. Bro, preach preach that, that stuff, bro. That's that beautiful. That's exactly what it's all it about, is real. bro. Oh, Praise you. That's right, bro. Joe, any, um, any closing thoughts, any, um, anything to add before we sign off? Uh, yeah, brother, just thank you. And, you know, we, we, we do see a lot of this stuff taking place, and... Um, there is light we began with the light of God and we'll end with the light of God the light of God exists before any sun rose in the sky before any moon was in its full form the light of the most high is ultimately Yeshua you know and um, we all get an opportunity to possess that light and have that light encompass us and to light up the darkness that is this evil world and that light is is not like a light bulb that can go out or smash and you know that you throw away it's not a light that's been energized from a power grid man made this is an a, an eternal infinite light a light that decimates the darkness that the darkness cannot comprehend it's incomprehensible right. to the darkness this light well you get the opportunity to possess that light yeshua said you are the light of the world and them who follow Yeshua shall have the light of the world and we get to ref- reflect it to others um, and this light the darkness is incompatible with it and ultimately by us having the, the light of the most high we can show people as well him and they can see then our father and glorify the one in heaven so for them that are saved, it's about saving others, and we do that with the light of, of the Most High. You got something to add there? Yeah, just to uh, close, um, Yara's is forgiving. You know, me and Joe come from you know the fallen states of the world. You know, we, we literally. Were, the, I mean, the, 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 <laughs> I come from I mean, a pretty fallen yeah, estate. <laughs> but, but but me but me and Joe were naughty. I, I was a naughty kid. You know, I did yeah. a, lot, a lot of wrong things, and I was on the wrong path. And and, and same with Joseph. And you know, we've 
find the truth, um, maybe through suffering, um, but but we find it, and, and Yah was forgiving, and it's never too late to come to Yah, never too late. I'm just going to read a scripture here, um, just to close it on, because Hallelujah. I think even at the end, Yah is still there. As long as you repent for your sins and want to come to Yah, Yah will take you in. Hallelujah, man. And it's from Revelation 14, number 6, and it's the angel's messages. And I saw another angel fly in the midst of heaven, having the everlasting gospel to preach unto them that dwell on the earth, and to every nation and kindred and tongue and people. And saying with a loud voice, Fear God and give glory to him, for the hour of judgment is come, and worship him that made heaven and the earth and the sea and the fountains of water. Amen. He is offering forgiveness even in the end. Amen. And that angel is coming to you to say, this is your last chance. Like, just repent for what you've done and come to Yah. And that is a loving, beautiful, amazing Father, Abba, in heaven. Hallelujah. Hallelujah, man. Hallelujah. Um, I just want to say thank you. Uh, I'll commend Curtis for coming on. Um, a beautiful uh, a beautiful heart, a beautiful conversation. Um, again, I hope this conversation blesses anybody that listens. I thank you to those that come and listen, that come and watch. Um, be uh, it be uh, do us a solid and do the the like, share, and subscribe, and all that algorithm stuff, uh, which goes a long way. But if you don't, don't worry about it. It's been a pleasure. Um, we bid you shalom. We bid you love. We bid you blesses blessings. And um, yeah, it's been a pleasure. So from uh, from our house to yours, this has been the upper room. Shalom. Shalom. Shalom.